0: Welcome to Beautiful Soul Sunday, and thank you for tuning in. Listen, we want you to be encouraged, uplifted, and strengthened in your faith as you listen to the show today, and we pray that this podcast will be a blessing to your soul. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lynn Gopher. What is up, family? Grace and peace, beautiful souls. Rise and shine. It is a Beautiful Soul Sunday. Because this is the day that the Lord has made, we will rejoice and be glad in it. This is your host, your sister, your auntie. Yes, your girl, Dr. Lynn Goble is back this week to give you another dose of the most insight, inspiration, energy, encouragement, and love. You already know that is what I am here to give you a dose of. So come on in as I release some positive vibes to you wherever you are listening from, your phone, your home, your car, or your computer, maybe even your radio or your television this week. Again, I would like to say thank you to all of my listeners nationwide and internationally who continue to support your Girls' Godcast podcast each week because it is truly God and I am so grateful and thankful for all of you. I love you. I appreciate you for tuning into the show. Thank you for your support. And listen, I am sending love and air hugs right back to all of you all across the world. I pray that all of you had an amazing week. I know that I did and I am excited about what God is doing in my life. And you know what? You should be excited too, not just because of what God is doing in my life, but what God is about to do in your life as well. Because, listen, I'm here to tell you that God is about to elevate you over your enemies. And that is what I am excited about. So I want to encourage you not to allow anyone or anything to cause you to lose focus or lose sight of the plans God has for your life and what all God has in store for you. Because whatever he has, it has already been prepared for you. And there is absolutely nothing anyone can do to stop it from coming to past in your life because God has already prepared it. And that is what I am going to be talking to you about this week. I am going to be talking about what God has prepared for you. Out of the book of Psalms, it is a familiar passage of scripture to some. It is a Psalm of David and it is the 23rd Psalm. Some of you may have learned it in its entirety if you grew up going to Sunday school, or you may have heard quotes from this psalm. And David, who was a shepherd boy himself, wrote this psalm, and he started out by saying, the Lord is my shepherd, because he realized and he knew who the ultimate shepherd was. And David admonishes God. Through this psalm, as he showed God reverence to remind God not just who he is, but David acknowledges that he knows what God can do. When you have that confidence in God, you will realize that there is absolutely no plot from the enemy that will forfeit the plans God has for your life. As I talked about on last week's podcast, it's not about the plot. It's all about the plan. As a matter of fact, David even mentions in verse number five of the 23rd Psalm, which is my zoom in verse, that God has prepared a table before him in the presence of his enemies. But before I get to that verse, let me back up and start reading at verse number one. Thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. And here is my zoom in verse, which is verse number five. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over. Verse six says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. But going back to verse 5, it says, Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. Now, I know that some of us are wonderful and we may think that we do not have any enemies out there, but there is an enemy out there lurking somewhere in your life, waiting to devise a plan against you to take you down and to take you out. But right here, David is putting the enemy on notice. He puts the enemy in check, not by talking to the enemy, but watch this by talking to God about the enemy. Because there are times when we need to address the enemy, but there are also times when we can just go to God and know that God will handle whatever it is on our behalf. David said to God, You have prepared a table before me. In the presence of my enemies. And this is what I want to talk about. I want to talk about a table which has already been prepared. When a table is prepared, what that means is that the person who set the table has put some things in order and arranged them in such a way that you are going to be able to sit down and feast at a table that has been prepared. As a celebration to honor and commemorate the fact that you overcame and you were able to handle any and every battle you ever encountered and every battle that you were ever faced with because God graced you with strength and with power and he anointed you to do it because that is how God arranged it. So, what you have to understand is that when a table is prepared or when a table has been set, it is set in a particular and precise order. So let's just talk about that for a moment, okay? How you set a table creates the first impression at any dinner party you may attend. If you have ever attended a formal dinner party, presentation is absolutely everything. How you set a table creates the first impression at any dinner party. It sets the tone for the evening and it confesses the depth of the efforts made to create the perfect event for you and your guests. Less formal parties are marked by a buffet style type of setting where there are no place settings, only stacks of plates and piles of cutlery or food. Okay. A formal dining room set perfectly can not only be beautiful, but it can also be very meaningful. Formal table settings are a form of art. And there are people out there who make thousands upon thousands of dollars creating the art form of setting a beautiful table for celebrations, for events, and it can become very costly. But as I was thinking about this, I had to research how table settings came about and the traditions surrounding placement at a table setting is grounded in history and it can be traced back to the Old Testament. Historically, whenever you took the time to set a proper place at the dining table with the correct utensils, it was just as important as using the proper manners while you were eating. Even today the care that is taken to make sure a dinner party is perfect, it will honor every guest. And the rules of table setting are a blend of traditions that stem from European history. During the Middle Ages, cutlery was not common and only a spoon was provided at each place setting. Each guest brought their own cutlery for dinners. Men would use their daggers to cut food, and the women, check this out, ladies, would be served by the men. Forks had not, I'm just leave that right there. <laughs> okay. Forks had not yet arrived from Italy. So much of the food which was eaten was eaten with their fingers. However, with the knives being both weapons and utensils, people were continually puncturing their mouths, leading to the development of table cutlery around the 16th century. So, during this time, dinner courses were served much like our family-style dinners that we still see and enjoy today. The food was brought out to the tables in large bowls or on large platters that served two or more guests, and everyone ate at the same time, meaning that you were being served at that time it was called French style and it was the chosen method of place settings for royalty from the Middle Ages through the Victorian era. I'm going to say that again. It was the chosen method of place settings for royalty because remember in 1 Peter chapter 2 verse 9 it says but you are a chosen generation a royal priesthood a holy nation, a peculiar people. So it's important that you know when you are royalty, a table is being prepared in your honor because we are referred to as a royal priesthood. Now, between 1750 and the 1900s, there was a shift that led to even more elaborate table settings and serving etiquette. Service transitioned from what was called French style to Russian style, and this style of service involved courses being brought to the table in sequential order. I absolutely love that. So there was an order to what was being served and when it was being served, and there was order to what dishes and utensils were specifically being used along with the dishes, which were also being served. This style of serving dinner and table setting is like dining at a fine restaurant today. And all of this particular information can be found at houseandhomemagazine.com. But here is what the table illustrates and what a table, which has already been set, represents. Number one, it represents abundance. Number two, it represents satisfaction. And number three, it represents everlasting love. Those are the three things a perfect table setting will illustrate and represent. So you think about that. When God has set a table before you, he has set it in abundance. He has set it to his satisfaction and he has set it with everlasting love. Now, there are four types of table settings and there are also elements of table setting and there are five types of table setups in restaurants that everyone should know. But before I get into that, I'm going to take a short break. So stay tuned and I will be right back after this brief announcement. If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. There are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many other podcast platforms. And you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Welcome back to the show, beauties. So before the break, I talked about the four types of table settings. And I also mentioned that there are elements of table setting. And I also talked about There are five different types of table setups. So first, I want to talk about the four types of table settings. Number one, there is a formal table setting. And this setting is popular for weddings, for holiday meals, or any occasion when more than three courses will be served. So you have your formal table setting. Number two, you have your informal table setting which is probably the most widely used. Number three, you have your basic table setting. And then number four, you have a buffet style table setting. So after you have established what type of table setting you would like to have, then you would have the elements of table setting, which would be serving plates, Rather, you would have bread and butter plates and salad plates. You would have to choose the type of glassware, whether you would want goblets or beverage glasses. You would then choose the placement where you would have knives, forks, and spoons. And then finally, you would choose your linens. And you know, this is so amazing because a few years ago, I planned a celebration for myself and you would really be surprised how much goes into choosing these settings, let me tell you. But if you can imagine the work that goes into an event that you may be planning how a table should be set, can you imagine the planning and the preparation which has taken place when God has prepared a table before you? So now we've talked about the four types of table settings, and we have also talked about the elements, which goes into setting a table. And finally, I want to talk about the five different types of table setups. That's what it's called. It's called a setup. Keep that in mind, okay? So the first table setup is a formal table setting. The second is a casual table setting. The third would be a buffet table setting. Number four, there is a breakfast table setting. Number five, a pizzeria table setting. Who knew that a pizzeria could be an actual table setting, but it is listed and it does exist. Again, who knew? But all of these table setups can be found in fine dining restaurants. Originally, each item at a setting was decided by the seating arrangements of the invited guests. Seating arrangements were decided by the hosts and organized according to comfort, mobility and ease of conversation. I mean, all of this goes into play when someone has prepared a table for you. OK, so being seated next to the host was always considered the seat of honor. The way the table was set was not much different from the way we set our dinner tables today. And the rules of table setting are a blend of traditions that stem from European history once again. but. Here's what I want you to understand. When God has prepared a table before you, God's people can feast at his table of endless love and grace and no enemy of any sort can ever take it. And you know what? There is absolutely nothing the enemy can do but watch you feast at a table which God has prepared for you. And, you know, I hear prophetically the spirit of the Lord saying this table that I have prepared for you. I'm not just setting it up, but I hear the Lord saying I'm about to serve it up because the table has already been set and prepared, furnished, positioned and arranged specifically for your counterparts or your enemies to witness. Because God has prepared a table before you. He has prepared it before you. So now I'm going to pause right there because I just want to talk about that word before for just a moment, because before means in advance, ahead and at an earlier time. And you may not know it, but what you are seeing and what you have been experiencing is a precursor to what is about to be served to you in the faces of your enemies. So what God is saying is that what you have been experiencing, listen, that was only the appetizer before the meal. Did you hear what I did there before the meal? Oh, my goodness. Listen, do you realize that in verse five of the 23rd Psalms, David says to God, you have prepared a table before me. Now, in the Old Testament, here's what you really have to grasp and understand. Anytime God talked about a table being before someone in the book of Exodus, in Leviticus, and also in the book of Ezekiel, prior to what David said in the book of Psalms, whenever a table was mentioned being before someone, it was always a table which was before God, for God, and in the face of God. And I want to just read you a few of these passages. Out of the book of Exodus, chapter 25, verse 30, God says, Thou shalt set upon the table of shewbread before me. Leviticus, chapter 24, verse 6 says, And thou shalt set them in two rows, six on a row, upon the pure table before the Lord. This is where God has commanded Moses to instruct the Israelites to bring items into the tabernacle in the Old Testament. Now, out of the book of Ezekiel, chapter 41, verse 22, it says, The altar of wood was three cubits high, and the length thereof two cubits, and the corners thereof, and the length thereof, and the walls thereof were of wood. And he said unto me, This is the table that is before the Lord." OK, so again, we are still talking about the tabernacle when it was being built. But in the book of Psalm, chapter 23, verse five, David has written, thou hast prepared a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So the mention of the table is not before God, but it is God turning his table before you. Oh, my goodness. And God is not just putting the table before you. But he is doing it in the faces of your haters. So now listen, I just have to break this word before all the way down for you, okay? so that you can understand what David was saying in the 23rd Psalms. Because if you miss this, you will miss the entire passage God is trying to convey. Now, there is going to be a part two to this teaching. So you will have to tune in next week to receive the full breakdown of this word. But listen, a lot of times we focus on different things in this verse of Scripture in the 23rd Psalm. Mainly out of verse 5, we focus on the enemy, but I am going to zoom in on the word before. This is so good, and the show is only 30 minutes. So, again, you'll have to tune in next week, but I do want to give you just a little snippet about this word. But before I get into that, last week on the podcast, I reminded you that it's not about the enemy's plot. It's all about God's plan for your life. And here's why it's all about God's plan. It is because, and don't miss this, it is because God knew you before. Ah, okay. So out of the book of Jeremiah, chapter one, verse five, did you catch that? So we're in the 23rd Psalms, verse five. Out of Jeremiah chapter one, verse five, it says before I formed you in the belly, I knew you and before you came forth out of your mother's womb, I sanctified you and I ordained you to be a prophet unto the nations. Listen, I am going to stop right there. Tune in next week as I continue this teaching. On God setting a table up before you in the presence of your enemies. So again, be encouraged. You don't have to worry or be afraid when you see things coming to pass in your life. Don't think that it's a setback. It's all a setup by God who has prepared something miraculous in your favor in the faces of your enemies. So listen, beauties, that is my time for this week. Remember, God has already set the table, and I even hear him saying that he has already set the stage. So listen, receive that, be encouraged, and keep living your best life for Christ, which is a blessed life. Feast on the Word of God. Be intentional to be a blessing to someone else. Stay positive. Stay healthy, body, soul, and spirit. Always be kind, Keep a beautiful mind and never forget who God called you to be, purposed you to be prepared you to be and created you to be. And that is a beautiful, dope soul. God bless you. We hope you enjoyed the show today. Don't forget to subscribe to Beautiful Soul Sunday on Apple Podcasts, Anchor, Spotify, or any other podcast platform. Also, follow Beautiful Soul Sunday on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter, or visit our website at beautifulsoulsunday.com. Until next time, blessings, grace, and peace be multiplied.